saved through tracks. We're just, it's a privilege to be able to share your gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus with those who, who need to hear that they'll miss hell and make heaven. And we're just, we're just thankful for the opportunity to pass these out this next week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and receive the tithes and the offerings. How y'all doing today? You doing okay? All good? Hey, let's get into the Word of God. And so you can be turning to the book of Genesis. Before we, uh, before I read, I want to uh, just share a little funny story about God's blessings. We're going to talk about God's blessings today. Are you thankful for God's blessings? But listen to this. A voyage ship was wrecked during a storm and two men survived and swam to a small deserted island. They divided the small island in half, one staying on each side. They decided they both needed to pray and ask for God's blessings. They were both hungry, so the first man prayed for food. The next morning, his side of the island was covered with fruit trees bearing the ripest fruit imaginable. The other man's side remained bare. They both desired a warm house. The first man prayed for a house. And the next day a house magically appeared. The other man remained out in the cold. They both desired a wife. The first man prayed for a wife. Later that day a lovely lady swam ashore and he took her for his wife. No lovely lady swam ashore for the other man. After several weeks, of course, they both wanted to be rescued. The first man prayed for a rescue vessel. The next morning, a ship sat docked at the shore. As the man was boarding the ship with his new wife, God spoke to him from heaven, asking him why he was leaving his fellow castaway behind. The man answered, saying, He is apparently not worthy of your blessings, since not one of his prayers were answered. God replied, He only had one prayer, which I did answer. If not for his prayer, none of your prayers would have been answered. What did he pray for? That I should owe him anything, the man said to God. And God replied, he prayed that I would bless you and answer all of your prayers. So, thank God for his blessings. Hey, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 20... God, of course, created the heavens and the earth, and He made the animals. How many of you glad He made the animals? All of that. And notice in verse 20, God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was what? It was good. And notice what God did. What did He do in that next verse? He blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and morning were the fifth day. Now notice, God blessed the animal kingdom. And then notice here in Genesis 1 verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image. Now when he said let us, that throws some people off, but that's just the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us make make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, created he them. And then notice verse 28. What did God do? God what? He, he blessed them. And said, and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed, which is on the face of the earth, and every tree yields fruit, and so on, and seeds, so on and so forth. Look at verse 30. Also to every beast of the earth, to every bird of the air, to every... So he gave all these things to man. Now notice verse 31. You can read all that. Then God said everything, saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very what? Good. So the evening and morning were the sixth day. Notice, what did God do to the animal kingdom? Did he, did he bless it or did he curse it? He blessed it. What did he do to man after he made man? Did he bless him or did he curse him? He blessed him. You need to understand God is a blesser. God is a blesser. He's not a curser. He's a blesser. Notice Genesis 5 verse 1. And, and in Genesis 5, of course, we see, you know, we saw where he, he created the animal kingdom and blessed it. He made man in his own likeness and image. You know, Adam and Eve and blessed them. And then, and, and then notice in Genesis 5, it reviews uh, the making of man, the creating of man. Notice verse 1. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in, his, in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. And notice... What did he do? He what? He blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. God is a blesser. I want to get that across to you today. God is a blesser. He's not a curser. He's a blesser. You know, I looked up the word blessed or to be blessed or to bless. And it means, there's a lot of things you could say. But, but listen to this. It means to endue with power for success. Do you know God wants you to be successful? It means prosperity of spirit, soul, and body, physically, financially, socially. It means longevity. Do you know God wants you to live out your life and have good days? It means fruitfulness. He wants you to be fruitful. The word blessed, it means, it means to have joy. God wants you full of joy. Happiness, satisfaction. It means this, it means to speak well of. Do you know God is speaking well of you? Do you know that? Do you know uh, that there's a verse in Jeremiah that says that God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans, good plans. To give you an expected and a good end. Did you know I've, I've learned something? While the devil's planning bad things for you, God's planning good things. Don't ever forget that. The word blessing, it's the opposite of a curse. How many knows what a curse is? I don't need to explain that to you. It's sickness, that's a curse, isn't it? Poverty's a curse. Lack is a curse. And, 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 and blessing is just the opposite of that. God is not a curser. God is a what? He's a blesser. To bless means to show forth goodness. God is a good God. Don't ever forget that. God is a good God. Uh, remember this. The Bible says God is good and his mercy endures. For how long? Forever. And, and did you know that God, did you know that God, I've learned a lot of things about God. I'm still learning a lot about him. God is reluctant to get angry. Did you know that? 
He's reluctant to get angry. He's slow to anger. The Bible says that, that his anger only endures for a moment. Just the wink of an eye. Just a moment. But his mercy endures forever. Isn't, isn't that wonderful? Isn't, isn't that wonderful? That God is good. He's, he's merciful. And he is a blesser. Uh, Jonah, does anybody remember Jonah? He spent three days and three nights. Where did he spend three days and three nights? Belly of a great fish. Probably was a whale. But you know, he said this about God. He said, he said, God, you are merciful and compassionate. You're slow to get angry and you're filled with unfailing love. You are eager to turn back from judging people. Did you know that God does not like to judge people? Did you know that? I mean, he does do that, but and he is a God of judgment. He is, but 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 he he pushes it back as far back as he can. He 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 pushes back uh, judgment back as far as he can. He's very merciful. He's very compassionate. You know, he blessed man there, man and woman in the Garden of Eden. He said, "Be fruitful and multiply." And you know the story as well as I, Adam. And Eve, they sinned there in the garden. And, and then mankind, as you read the first chapters there of Genesis, they just got progressively worse. And, and then eventually there was a flood that came. And do you know that it broke God's heart to have to flood the earth? Do you know that? It, it just it broke his heart. He didn't want to have to do it. He, he, and, and did you know that he pushed the flood back as far as he could? He pushed it back. He pushed it back. He pushed it back. And then finally... When he could see that man was just continually going to be evil, then he had to had to, to to bring the judgment and judge the earth. But do you know that he had a man that found grace in his sight? Does anybody know that man's name? Noah. Noah. And God had Noah build an ark. And do you know that that ark was there? And, and anybody, and a lot of folks don't know this, anybody could have got on that ark. Anybody could have got on that ark. It wasn't just for Noah and his family. Do you know that ark was available for everybody? Everybody, anybody could have got on it. Is that right? But only Noah and his family did. And so the flood came. And after the flood, when Noah and his family came out of the ark, look at Genesis 9 verse 1. Because I want you to see that God is a blesser and he doesn't change his mind about blessing. Remember he blessed Adam and Eve in the garden. Now the flood has come and and, and, and here comes Noah and his sons out of the ark. And notice Genesis 9, 1. So God blessed, what did he do? He what? Blessed Noah. He blessed Noah and his sons. Do you see that God's mind does not change that he's a blesser? Do you see that? Yes. He blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God did not change his mind about man. He blessed him in the garden. He blessed him after the flood. And that's still his will for you and I today to bless us. You know, even, even the devil. How many of you hate the devil? I mean, I, I, I do not like the devil. I, I don't like him. But even he knows that God's will is to bless man. You can look at the story of Job. Anybody remember Job? And, and, and Satan said this to the Lord. He said to the Lord, he said, have you not made a hedge around Job? around his household and around all that he has on every side. You have blessed 
the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. Even the devil knows that God is a blesser. And we don't ever need to forget that. God is a blesser. His will is to bless you on every side. And to see this further, let's go to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28. And uh, we're going to read some passages here that, that, that bring out the fact that God wants us blessed. If I haven't already brought that out to you, we're going to bring it out even further. Notice here in Deuteronomy 28 verse 1, Now it shall come to pass... If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your now notice we're going to have to obey him, though. Is that right? We're going to have to obey him. Now, notice here, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these, what? Blessings will come on you and and overtake you because you obey, notice, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed you'll be in the city. Blessed you'll be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out that's a good deal isn't it the lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face they'll come against you one way and they'll flee before you how many seven the lord will command the blessing on you on your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand he'll bless you In the land which the Lord your God is giving you, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. That's pretty clear, isn't it? God wants us blessed. He wants us to do well. He wants us to be fruitful. Now, having read that, if you'll skip down to verse 15... We do need to mention this because it is important. Notice, but it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses, notice what curses. Now, is cursing the will of God? No. What's the will of God? Blessing. But notice, if you don't obey, then all these curses will come on you and overtake you. And then it goes on and just repeats what it said above, cursed you'll be in the city and in the, and in the country and so forth. Now notice here, the thing you need to realize, and again, I, I like reviewing things. Does God want you blessed or does he want you cursed? He wants you blessed. Now the devil is the curser. Now God wants you blessed and, and to be blessed, you know what you have to do? You just have to follow the Lord. Believe in him, trust in him, follow his commandments. And you'll stay under the umbrella of his blessing and protection. How do people get cursed? Does God curse people? Yes or no? No. But when you miss it and sin, and I don't mean just blunder. How many has ever blundered besides me is blunder? But if you're going to just on purpose be hard-headed and just I'm going to sin. And I'm not going to walk close to God. I'm going to just get out here and disobey him. Then what you do is you move out from under his umbrella protection. And you get over on the devil's territory. 
And even there, God will bless you and help you just as far as he can. But if you're just obstinate and going to disobey God, you get over on the devil's territory. How many of you know the curse is out there? It is out there and the devil will rise up and bite you, if you will, and curse you. But you know, there's good news. If we repent and run back, we can repent and run right back, get under God's umbrella of protection. Isn't that wonderful? He'll receive us back and, and the curse will stop and the blessing will flow. But you do need to realize there is a curse. And if you get out from under God's blessing, then all that's left is the curse. But don't get out from under his blessing. It's kind of like the doctor said, uh, the patient went in and said to the doctor, it hurts when I go like that. So what did the doctor say? Don't. Don't go like that. Just don't get out. Don't get out from under the umbrella protection. Can you say Amen? Just stay close to God. You stay close to God, and what happens? You flow in His blessing. Is that wonderful? Now, to further illustrate this, and we could go on and on. We could go on and on. I could show you one verse right after the other. How God, you know, blessing, 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 blessing. But uh, there was a king. In the Old Testament, his name was Balak. He was the king of the Moabites. And the people of God, the people of Israel, was coming up around where he was, and he got nervous. And so he wanted the people of God to be stopped, and he wanted them cursed. And so he went and he hired this this man named Balaam. Now, some people say he was a prophet. Some people say he was a magician and a soothsayer. And you could argue it either way. I personally think, I personally think, he was probably a prophet. But as you study into him a little bit, he got sidetracked with money. He got sidetracked. He was, money was more important to him than really anything else. But yet this, this, this prophet, Balaam, he gave some of the most outstanding prophecies concerning the Lord Jesus... And so I tend to think he was a prophet, but he got sidetracked with money. And so anyway, Balak comes to him and he offers him money to curse the people of God. And long story short, they went out to where the people of God were. And uh, Balaam, for the money, he's going to try to bring cursing upon the people of God. And so he goes out and he tries to do it. But he comes back to Balak and here's what he says. I'll just read it to you. He said, how shall I curse whom God has blessed? You know, who God's blessed, no man can curse and get away with it. And how shall I denounce whom the Lord has not denounced? And then he came back on another occasion and he told Balak, he said, Behold, I have received a command to bless. God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. Isn't that wonderful? God's blessed you and the devil can't reverse it. And then he came back and he said, he said to, to Balak, he said, there's no sorcery against Jacob or against the people of God. There's no divination. There's no witchcraft. There's no curse against the people of God. Can you say amen? Isn't that wonderful? And then the Bible says that that king, Balak's anger was aroused against Balaam. And he struck his hands together and Balak said to Balaam, he said, I called you to curse the people of God. And look, you've bountifully blessed them these three times. You know why that is? Because whom God has blessed, no man, no devil, nobody can curse. Isn't that wonderful? So you know what happened? Since 
Balaam couldn't get God to curse his people. There was no curse for the people of God. He told Balak, he said, you know what? I'll tell you how to defeat them. Just get them to sin. And you know what? That's what Balak did. And he got the people of God to sin. And guess what the people of God did? As long as they were under the umbrella of God's blessing, no curse there. But guess what? When they sinned, they got out from under that umbrella of God's blessing. And then out there was the curse. It wasn't that God cursed them. It was they got out from under his umbrella. Now that's, that's, a, that's a bad thing that Balaam did. But what do we learn from the story? Whom God has blessed, no man, no devil can curse. And if we'll just stay close to God, we'll stay in his blessing. Now notice in Genesis 12 verse 1, we'll go to the New Testament in just a second. But Genesis 12 verse 1, notice this. Have you ever heard of Abraham? Anybody ever heard of Abraham? And before his name was Abraham, it was Abram. But nonetheless, notice Genesis 12, verse 1. The Lord said to Abram, he said, get out of your country from, and from your family and from your father's house to a land that I'll show you. I'll make you a great nation and I will what? I'll see God's in the blessing business. I'll bless you and make your name great. You'll be a, and you'll be a blessing. Why does God bless us so that we can be a blessing? And then verse 3, I'll bless those who bless you, I'll curse them who curses you. How many of you know we ought to bless the Israel and the, and, and, and the Jews? Is that right? But notice this, and then he says, and in you, notice that in you, I'd underline that if, you, if you're taking notes. In you, all the families of the earth shall be what? Blessed. Now when he says in you, do you know who he's talking about? He's talking about, see, in the future... Out of Abram or Abraham, there was going to... Now, you know Jesus was born of a virgin, right? But he was also human. And after the flesh, or according to the flesh, he came, Jesus came out of the loins of Abraham. Or we could say he was a descendant of Abraham. You okay with that? So what am I trying... I mean, Jesus was virgin born, certainly. But but he did have a human. He was human also. He had 100% God, 100% man. But notice, in you... All the families of the earth will be blessed. Who's he talking about there? He's talking about Jesus, that in Jesus, everybody will be blessed. Amen? Everybody that will receive the Lord. I mean, God is such a blesser. We'll talk about Jesus here a little more in just a moment. But, but, but notice, if you would, at Genesis 17, I just thought I'd throw this in. Has anybody ever heard of Ishmael? See, Abraham had another son. With Hagar, his maidservant, or Sarah's, his wife's maidservant, named Hagar. And you know, we've got problems in the Middle East even to today because of that. But I want you to show you God's heart even towards Ishmael. Notice Genesis 17, verse 20. And as God is speaking here to Abraham, and he says, And as for Ishmael, I have heard you, behold, I have what? God's in the blessing business, isn't he? God doesn't hate people. He's not against people. He's for people. Did you hear that? He's for people. He's for you. He's not against you. He's for you. He, he wants good things for you, you see. He, he, he even wants good things for old Ishmael. Do you see that? 
He said, I'll make him fruitful and I'll multiply him exceedingly and shall, and he'll beget 12 princes and I'll, I'll make him a great nation. I like verse 21 though. But, real loud say but. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac. What does that mean? That means that he's talking about Jesus there. The blessing is in Jesus. Listen, the blessing is not in Muhammad. The blessing is in Jesus. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. What's my point here? That God even bless Ishmael. God's a blesser, isn't he? But the covenant is in Isaac. What does that mean? The covenant, he's talking about Jesus there. And since I mentioned Jesus, let's go over to Acts 10.38. If you want to know the will of God for all men for all time, just look at the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at Acts 10.38. How God, I'll let you turn there. I want you to see this. Do you have it? Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing what? And that we could say he went about blessing. Blessing. He went about blessing, blessing, blessing. Everywhere Jesus went, blessed, blessed, blessed. When Jesus would lay hands on somebody, they'd get healed. Is that right? Blessing, blessing, blessing. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the who? Devil. For God was with him, with Jesus. See, the devil is the bad one. The devil is the cursor. Jesus is the blesser. God is the blesser. God, the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, they're in the blessing business. How many of you glad they're in the blessing business? I sure am. Notice Mark 10:16. Notice Mark 10:16. Notice here what Jesus did. He took them up in his arms. Who did he take up in his arms? Does anybody know? Little children. Hi, Zoe. How you doing, girl? Can I take you up in my arms for a minute? Oh! Oh! What's the password? There you go, snickerdoodle. Jesus would take the little kids up in his arms. I better set her down. You want me to throw you? Okay, here. Jesus would say, Be blessed! Be blessed! I don't know if Jesus did that now. (laughs) He might have. I'm glad you brought him today. Good props for the message. (laughs) Those are my grandchildren. There's Jenna and Zoe and Alex. You can find him. Okay, he's coming. Okay. Where is he? Okay, okay, good. How y'all doing today? So Jesus would take the little kids up in his arms and what? Bless them. He took them up in his arms. He laid his hands on them. So he didn't throw them up in the air. But he might have. He laid his hands on them. And what? He's a blesser, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And then notice in Galatians 3, verse 13. Notice if you would. Remember we read a moment ago how in Abraham, you know, in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. This is really what it was talking about right here in Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us or set us free from the what? 
See, God's not in the cursing business. He's in the setting free business. God in Christ has, see, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been, become a what? A curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree or on a cross. Now, why did Jesus hang on the cross? Why did, why did he go to the cross? He went there to bear the curse for us. The Bible said, having become a curse for us. Why? Verse 14 that the what? The blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. What's that talking about? That's talking about the new birth, really, is what that's talking about. Why did Jesus go to the cross? To bear the curse for us, so that the blessing... Of Abraham, the blessing of the new birth might come on us and we can be born of the Spirit and, and baptized with the Spirit, certainly. You know, there's a story in the Old Testament. No, this is a great story. Uh, Joseph, how many remembers Joseph, the man with the coat of many colors, you know, and is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob's name was changed to Israel and then he had the 12 sons and all of that. One of them was Joseph. And right before Jacob or Israel was getting ready to die, Joseph... Of course, he, Jacob had gathered his sons in there. But before all the sons came in, Joseph came in. And Joseph had two sons, uh, Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh was the oldest. And Ephraim was, was, was the younger. And so Joseph brought Manasseh and Ephraim up in front of Jacob or Israel to, to, you know, to bless. And the right hand was always symbolic of the blessing. And so the blessing... Joseph set his two sons out in front of Jacob and he put Manasseh there so that his right hand, the right hand of Jacob or Israel would go on Manasseh, the oldest, because that was the blessing and the blessing went to the older son and then the lesser, of course, went to the younger. And just as as Jacob was going to lay his hands on the two sons, The Bible said knowingly, it was by the Spirit of God, he switched hands. And the blessing of the right hand, the blessing that was to go to Manasseh went to the younger Ephraim. And and that's such a beautiful type of what happened, you see, when Jesus went to the cross. See, the Bible says he's our elder brother. That's what the Bible says. He's our Lord, all right, but he's also our elder brother. The Bible's clear. He's the firstborn among many brethren. So remember when Jesus was rose from the dead, raised from the dead, he said, go tell my brethren. Remember that? So it's not disrespectful to say what I just said. But anyway, on, on the cross, see, the, 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 the curse that was to go to us. How many of you agree the curse belonged to us in Adam? The curse was. And the blessing belonged, the blessing belonged to Jesus. And the curse belonged to you and me. But at the cross, God, we see his great goodness and he switches hands just like Jacob switch. He switches hands and that curse that was supposed to go to us, he switched and he laid it on Jesus and the blessing that went to Jesus, he switched it and he laid it on us. Can you say amen? Isn't that wonderful? Isn't God good? Somebody say God is good. Boy, he's good, isn't he? Isn't he good? And the Bible said right there that the blessing, see, Jesus became a curse for us, that the blessing 
might come on us through Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? And notice Ephesians 1.3. It says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice this. Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Notice, who has blessed us. With every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Do you see that? See, it's not a matter of us going around trying to get God to bless us. He has already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It doesn't get any better than that. Now I'm going to close the message with two, two places I want you to go. Look at Luke 24, verse 50. Look at Luke 24, verse 50. How many remembers when Jesus, the, it's called the ascension, after he was raised from the dead, then he spent about 40 or so days, I guess it was, with the disciples, and then the ascension. How many remembers that? Before he was taken up, or when he was taken up, to be seated at the right hand of the Father. Where he is right now, incidentally, praying for us. The Bible says he ever lives to make intercession for us. But notice what he did when he was taken up. Luke 24, verse 50. And when and he led them out as far as Bethany. Jesus led his disciples out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and what? Did he bless them or curse them? He lifted up his hands and he blessed them. And then it came to pass while he blessed them. That he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Now, he lifted his hands up and he blessed them. But do you know what he probably said more than likely? You you want to know what he said? Look, if you want to know what he said, look at number 6, verse 22. It'll be on the screen if you don't have it there. But look at this. Number 6, verse 22. And I'll show you what more than likely, more than likely, this is what Jesus said. As he was ascending, he raised his hands, he's blessing, he, he's blessing his disciples, and, and they're a type of you and me, they're, they're a representative group of you and me. And notice what, what he says there, in, in number 6, verse 22, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, and here's, what they were, here's, here's more than likely what Jesus said, The Lord bless you and keep you. And it's the Lord actually talking to these guys. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. That's more than likely what Jesus said as he was ascending up. As the cloud took him up into heaven. Isn't that, isn't that something? And then verse 27, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Isn't God good? Now, I know that you're already blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That is, if you've received Jesus. Now, listen to me. If you've never received Jesus as your personal Savior, you're out there under that curse. But you don't have to stay out there under that curse. You can repent and say, Jesus, repent just means have a change of heart, turn from your old life, say, Jesus, I receive you as my Savior, come into my heart. And if you'll do that, faster than you can snap your fingers, God translates you from the kingdom of darkness, which is the kingdom of the curse, the kingdom of the devil, over into the kingdom of God's dear Son, over in the kingdom of of Jesus. Just faster than you can snap your fingers. And you can come under the blessing You can miss hell, make heaven, and live a blessed life here in the earth in the meantime. 
Can you say amen? So if you've never done that, here in a moment, there'll be some men and women standing up here. You can come up and they'll pray with you and you can make Jesus the Lord of your life and get in on the blessing. But the rest of you who've already done that, I know you're already blessed. I know we just read it. We're blessed with all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. I know that. But as we dismiss today, would it be okay if you stood and I just proclaimed a blessing on you? Is that okay? All right, stand. Did you get anything out of this today? I want you to leave knowing that God's for you. He's not against you. I want you to leave here today knowing that He's a blesser, not a curser. Amen? So now just... uh, just let, let me declare this to you, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll be dismissed. So I'm going to do just like Jesus did, just, just like he did. I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to say, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name. Do you receive it? Well, go and bless somebody this week.